Chapter Thirteen of Fritz to the Front by Edward L. Wheeler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kirk Ziegler. Conclusion. The struggle was short and decisive. Supple though the younger Greg was, he was no match for the man from Leadville, and it was not long ere Mister Thornton had his man pinned firmly beneath him so that he could not move. By this time the villagers had arrived upon the scene, in numbers, and stood contemplating the scene in wonder. "'What is the matter here?' one of them demanded, stepping forward. "'Who set fire to this building?' "'That I am not prepared to say, as I just came,' Mr. Thornton replied. "'But I know that I have captured one of the worst villains living. Is there an officer of the law among you?' if so i want him to take this devil into immediate custody and watch well that he don't escape i am a constable but i must first know what charge you have against this young man of highly respected family another villager said charges enough to hang him higher than hammond if you like the speculator cried he has my daughter in prison somewhere in hopes of extorting money from me he is wanted in leadville colorado for no less than three cold-blooded murders and also for horse theft and i've got papers to show for it it's a lie it's a mistake this man is crazy young greg shouted i appeal to you for protection gentlemen protection you shall have sir by law if you deserve it the constable replied slipping a pair of handcuffs upon the young man's wrists now sir to mr thornton permit me to examine your papers the speculator drew a package of documents from an inside coat pocket, and the officer gave them a critical examination. "'They are all right,' he said, returning them. "'For the present I will leave the scoundrel in your charge, until I recover my lost daughter,' Mr. Thornton said. "'That you will never do, curse you!' Griffith Gregg hissed savagely. "'You sealed her doom in tackling me, and you may as well put a mourning band around your hat.' "'What? Do you dare tell me my daughter is in peril, sir?' well that remains to be told it's according to whether i'm released or not if not most assuredly you will never see her or the money she stole for if i am to answer for all the charges you have preferred against me i can just as well add a few more without any inconvenience we shall see about that i think a rigid search will find her officer remove him to a place of safety until i determine upon a future course of action the constable accordingly took his departure marching the younger greg with him the fire had by this time gained great headway it leaped in great crackling volumes from the roof and burst through the sides in fiery forks the whole interior was a seething furnace of lurid flame and timbers were already beginning to fall in where's silly sue someone cried and the question went from mouth to mouth she sometimes sleeps in the old house "'Silly Sue, as you called her, is dead,' Mr. Thornton announced. "'Dead!' the villagers exclaimed, gathering around him. "'Silly Sue, dead?' "'Yes, dead, and lies in the shanty down the road, belonging to Hal Hartley, who has gone to some neighboring town to arrange for her burial,' the speculator said. Then he related what he knew concerning the brutal whipping she had had at the hands of Greg Sr. A murmur of indignation ran through the crowd as he spoke and though some of the men did not cry out against the guilty man the majority were greatly excited do you swear this is true one of the villagers cried angrily i swear it a hundred times if you like 
if you have any doubts on the matter it will take but a few moments to examine the poor child's form upon which welts and bloody cuts yet remain to be seen that i for one propose we give greyville as good as he made it out the man cried whose name was tompkins i always had a private idea he was a villain and now i need no further proof to confirm it all in favor of hauling him out and lynching him make manifest by saying i there was a decisive shout among all but about ten of the men who maintained a grim silence lynching is a crime gentlemen mr thornton said in the east which would render you liable it can do no harm to give the human monster a taste of the whip however and then turn him over to the rigor of the law perhaps you are right tompkins agreed come along boys we'll teach the wretch that he must be civilized if he will live in a civilized country and the sturdy villager led off the whole crowd following in his rear with indignant faces there was indeed a dark outlook for captain gregg from his library window in the village mansion he was watching the fire and saw the crowd marching in a funeral-like procession down from the bluff along the beach toward the village the countess saw too and compressed her lips tightly the crisis is coming she hissed sharply so sharply that he started violently the crowd has heard of the girl's death and are coming for you he turned deathly pale they would show him no mercy as he had shown none to susie he well knew we must escape from here somehow he cried to submit to arrest means death for you as well as myself how so did you not witness the whipping without attempting to interfere he sneered they'd string you up as quick as i especially when investigation came to prove you be madame Lisette the notorious french smuggler the woman's turn it was to whiten now and a suppressed curse escaped from between her clenched teeth i vas one big fool for ever anchoring here or having you for me agent she replied something must be done and that very quick what shall it be there is but one course flight go to my room and get all the money and jewels there when you come back i will be ready she obeyed and in a very short space of time returned dressed ready for escape leaving the house by the rear door they skulked hurriedly along a narrow lane this soon brought them out into the country and into an orchard without pausing the chief of smugglers made a wide detour which finally brought them out upon the beach half a mile north of the village and directly opposite the steamer countess which lay a good two miles out at sea at anchor a light rowboat was drawn upon the beach this gregg pushed off into the water and sprung in the countess following him then seizing the oars he pulled with all his skill and strength toward the steamer at the same time a boat manned by half a dozen men pulled out from the beach in front of the village and this too was headed toward the steamer ha they've suspected our dodge gregg growled on discovering the pursuit curse them i did not think discovery of our flight would be made so quickly will they reach the boat first by no means i've got the start and the steamer is a good half mile farther from them than us if not more let us look after fritz the roof of the old rookery on the bluff had just fallen in and millions of sparks go up toward the cloudy sky is the young detective still within that old building he had heard hartley when he ran through the house setting fire to it and had yelled at the top of his voice for assistance but either hartley had not heard or did not heed his cries for no assistance came out in the hall which adjoined the doorless room 
the flame soon began to crackle ominously and the pungent smell of smoke crept through the wall to his nostrils for a few moments fritz stood transfixed with horror as the peril of his situation began to dawn upon him he knew by the smell that the house was on fire he knew that if he did not make a hasty escape he would be consumed in the merciless flames what was he to do really what was there he could do he rushed about scarcely aware what he was doing suddenly his foot caught upon something and he fell violently to the floor in all his after-life he could look back with gladness upon that mishap as it was the means of saving him from an awful death quickly scrambling to his feet he searched the floor a moment later his hand came in contact with an iron ring pulling upon it he raised a trap in the floor disclosing a large aperture leading down to another pit below which he concluded was a cellar without pausing to consider what he was doing he dropped down through the hole anything was preferable to the horrible danger above he landed upon his feet upon a hard bottom of the cellar into which he had leaped in a moment thereafter there was a crash and a portion of the rear roof over the cellar fell in the light of the burning timbers now gave him a view of his situation the cellar ran under the whole of the house and was nearly filled with boxes the only stairway had been covered by the caving in of the floor thus closing this avenue of escape the caving in in turn had been mainly caused by the falling of a heavy girder from the second floor directly in front of where fritz had landed was a large well-like hole in the ground that looked as if it might be very deep and his only wonder was that he had not stepped off into it in the darkness that had prevailed immediately after he had struck into the cellar i wonder if dot vas a well or ish der hole vot leads down to der cavern he muttered peering over the edge if der ladder vas der case i'm all right providing i can git down but off it vas a well den i vas a gone sucker sure i don't see anydings off der rope ladder looking above his head he however discovered where a staple had been recently drawn out of a joist and this satisfied him that it had been where the ladder had been fastened to and that the hole was the same that penetrated into the cavern in the bluff der next thing vas how to get down there he muttered if i jump like ash not i break my neck und den i be ash bad off ash before if not worse there seemed to be no other way of getting down however and he resolved to take his chances rather than remain in the cellar and become a target for the fallen fiery timbers with a prayer for safety he made the uncertain leap down 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 he went with a velocity that took his breath and he knew no more except being conscious of striking the earth with a heavy jar when he recovered his senses he was in the outer cave and madge thornton was kneeling over him chafing his hands the cavern was dense with smoke and breathing was difficult fritz comprehended the situation at once and sat up i vas come down like a thousand bricks eh he smiled feeling of his limbs to learn if any of them were seriously damaged i forgot about where i vas going all at once how you got out of der dungeon good luck would have it that griffith in his passion should have thrown the bolt of the padlock when the catch was not in so i easily reached out my hand drew the padlock off and got out into the chamber madge replied what is the matter is the old house burning yes we must get out of here or we choke to death off it gets too deep i will swim at you through that hole 
he accordingly rose to his feet and raising her in his arms he waded toward the aperture and outside of the cavern around to the southern beach the water in the deepest place but reaching to his throat by shiminy dunder i feel just like as if i tickled to death things have turned out so well fritz cried as he placed madge on her feet a while ago i was as good as guff up for a roasted dutchman now i was out and so was you and i feel better as a spring lamb are you sure we're out of danger well no not exactly sure but i think we will be all right now just you stay here in der shadow off your pluff while i skirmish round und see vot's to pay she accordingly did as directed while he clambered up the side of the bluff bent on reconnaissance the first man and only man he met was mr thornton who had hurried back from the village to the bluff as soon as captain gregg was discovered missing to keep watch in the vicinity he uttered a cry of joy as he saw fritz why bless you boy i never expected to see you again he cried shaking the young detective by the hand won't you come pretty near it too you bet a half a dollar mr thornton for i just got out of their building here in time to save mine fool but i have got your daughter and her money was safe what you do not tell me this for a fact fritz well if i don't mistake it was just wait here and i bring you der girl as to der money she was no fool and put it away where she can get it again he vanished only to reappear a few minutes later accompanied by madge then followed a touching scene the speculator received his lost daughter with open arms there were explanations and kisses and tears and laughs and the reunion was now complete leaving them to their joy let's take a concluding glance at the ocean race which was in the meantime transpiring the pursuers saw greg pull out from the shore as soon as he saw them and they tugged at their oars with a will pull boys tompkins cried from his position at the steering oar see the woman waving her handkerchief that is a signal to the crew on board to fire up ready to be off pull pull for what you're worth we must intercept them if possible before they board the villagers did pull with a will and their boat fairly leaped over the water tompkins had guessed the truth the countess's signal did result in the crews raising anchor and in unbanking the slumbering fires for huge volumes of smoke almost immediately began to roll from the smokestacks but pull though they did with almost superhuman efforts the pursuers were destined not to win greg's boat reached the steamer while the villagers were yet eight minutes distant and he and the countess clambered aboard then the steamer's whistle gave a defiant shriek and the craft began to move away as she did so the pursuers saw a man suddenly leap overboard into the water pulling on they came to him just as he was sinking for the last time it was hal hartley and he was mortally wounded he only spoke once after they pulled him aboard it was to gasp out faintly she's doomed i've scuttled her then the blood spurted from his mouth and he expired while the countess steamed away to sea and was lost from view and captain gregg the smuggler was lost from the clutches of the law what was the fate of the countess is not definitely known but she never again entered the port of havre nor was a soul on board of her ever afterwards seen the philadelphia detectives who arrived the next day found no one to arrest as those on whom suspicion could justly rest had fled during the night 
susie and hal hartley received a respectable burial at the expense of mr thornton then after paying fritz as promised the sum of five thousand dollars the speculator set out for his western home accompanied by his daughter and by griffith gregg who was to go back to the scene of his crimes for trial with his reward money fritz immediately returned to philadelphia and soon after purchased an interest in a pain established business where he may be seen most any day when not on detective duty or if he is out his pretty wife rebecca will represent him End of chapter thirteen recording by kirk ziegler ogden utah voiceovers by kirk dot com end of fritz to the front by edward l wheeler